0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Lakeside Discourse, the podcast where we talk about whatever we want. I'm Austin. I'm Kyle. And we have an Instagram. It's at Lakeside Discourse. And we also have an email, and it's lakesidediscourse at gmail.com. You can hit us up or follow, uh, whichever one pertains to whichever one. (laughs) I guess I was looking for the word respectively, but didn't use it, so there goes that opportunity. You lost that one. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Weird news? Yeah, let's do it. Weird news with Kyle. All right. So scientists have given spinach the ability to send emails. Okay. (laughs) And I like it. So, (laughs) So apparently the idea is that Spinach apparently are better than most vegetables at determining the quality and content of soil. Are they more picky in which soil they want to grow? I don't in believe or... so. I think it's just that they're really good at analyzing it. I mean plants how okay, plants I... are already like really good like analytical chemists because you know, they have they, they sit in the soil and they their roots figure out what's going on and you know whatever else but So so how do they measure the analytics that a uh, spinach may be providing A smarter person than me would be able to answer that question okay. about how like specifically how the spinach analyzed things okay but I guess the the main application that they want to use it for is for climate con- con- sorry climate control or climate change And, um, like landmines, because I guess the spinach can detect when there's like chemicals that are used in explosives run into the groundwater. And so if there's like a landmine that's been sitting in a certain spot, and the spit and like the groundwater, like if the water level in the ground were to like rise or fall or whatever like that, and like move that water that was around the explosive around Mm -hmm. that the whatever chemical, you know, leakage or not, maybe leakage is the wrong word, but like, uh, I don't know, like little particles off the, like off the thing would like mix with the groundwater and then the spinach would detect that. And then apparently there's carbon nanotubes that they use in the spinach that send the signal to an infrared camera that then sends an email. To the person, like the scientist, that's like, oh, the spinach has detected <laughs> the spinach has detected explosive material in the groundwater. That's bizarre, honestly, because but, I feel like there would be a something, some kind of apparatus to just detect that already. So there is, but th- the spinach are better. The really? spinach are better, and, and and the other application is for uh, for droughts. So spinach are able to detect. I, they didn't give it a time frame, but they said long before. Our instruments are able to detect when we were we could be expecting a drought. The spinach are like, no. Really? Yeah. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So that now they have spinach that, like, <laughs> I guess he said, like, the one day, like, the, the scientist said the one day he opened his email and it was, like, just a bunch of emails <laughs> from spinach. <laughs> spinach. <laughs> that is oh, great. Which is just hilarious to me. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. It really is a superfood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they apparently they absorb a vast amount of data from their surroundings, and plants are very environmentally responsive. Um, they know that there's going to be a drought long before we do, and they can detect small changes in the properties of soil and water. And if we tap into those chemical signaling pathways, there's a wealth of information to access. So is this being used like widespread that you know of anywhere? Uh, I don't know about the, so it was at MIT that they just like they said just, hey like, that they said hey okay. we can do this, but yeah. I don't think that this is. Like, I don't think there's already application out there in any, like, farms or Mm -hmm. places where they would want to use it. But I guess they now have the ability to. That's pretty pretty cool, I guess. Mm -hmm. Also, it's not related to this. Groundhog Day was yesterday. I mean, one of the the sites that I used to procure my weird news is uh, HuffPost. Mm -hmm. And they wrote an article about it. And it's weird. So I'm just going to read it. Just like, like the, the article's weird. Yeah. Okay. Like just I feel like I feel like the more that I learn about Groundhog Day itself, the more put off I am by it. Yeah, I feel like we talked like about this a little bit. We did. So like last year, I mean, we I mean, if you saw our Instagram, like I mean, this is around the time where we used would have started our podcast last year about a month ago. Um so, you know, shortly after we started the podcast is when I started my weird news and that's when Groundhog Day would have been happening. Right. So, right, right. I think we we did cover Groundhog Day last year. Um, but I just, I want <laughs> to, I want to read part or most of this article to you. Okay. There will be six more weeks of winter. <laughs> Tony Phil predicted as he emerged from his burrow on a snowy Tuesday morning to perform, to p- perform his Groundhog Day duties. Members of Phil's inner circle woke up the furry, furry critter at 725 AM at Gobbler's Knob. I've heard of that. I haven't. Is that what they do? I don't don't feel the need to make commentary on that, but I will say (laughs) Gobbler's Knob, (laughs) seriously, to see whether he would see his shadow or not. Shortly after this year's prediction was revealed, one of the members of the Inner Circle shared a message he said Phil had told him earlier in the day. What? Yeah. After winter, you're looking forward to one of the most beautiful and brightest springs you've ever seen. Another member of the Inner Circle noted the uniqueness of the past year. People have been referencing Groundhog Day. It has felt at times that we're all living in the same day over and over again. One of the members said, Groundhog Day also shows us that the monotony ends. The cycle will be broken. <laughs> what it happens every like, year. Yeah, yeah. It's still a cycle. Today actually is Groundhog Day. There's only one he added. There is quite literally a new day coming over the horizon. <laughs> we know. <laughs> the spectacle that is Groundhog Day still went on, but because of the coronavirus pandemic, revelers were able to see Phil and ce- weren't able to see Phil and celebrate in person. This year it was all virtual and included cardboard cutouts to represent spectators. A live stream which had more than fifteen thousand viewers at one point. played footage from previous Groundhog days ahead of the big reveal. Then of course, the prognosticator of prognosticator I well I, I've never heard that word before, emerged at dawn. The lore goes that if he sees his shadow as he did this year, there will be six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't, spring comes early. Wearing top hats, members of the club summoned Phil. Summoned. Summoned. They summoned. They him. summoned yeah. Phil yeah. from a new tree stump. You look beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you look beautiful, club president Jeff Lundy told Phil, who directed members to one of two scrolls. Scrolls. What is going on? This is like. <laughs> This this is weird. Like yeah, I've never like, heard of this. It this is weird. definitely yeah. A club member announced, "We have all passed through the darkness of n- <laughs> We have all passed through the darkness of night, but now see hope in morning's bright light. But now when I turn to see, there's a perfect shadow cast of me." What? They made it rhyme. The live stream of Gobbler's Knob, a tiny hill just outside Puxatoni about 65 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, is made possible by the Pennsylvania tur- Tourism Office, Hollestead PA. Is that, that is. is that funded by our tax taxes? I it seems like it. Uh, the event there that has dated back to eighteen eighty seven. Hmm. I think that's the most of the weird part. But just that, like, there's so much verbiage around that. It seems like culty. It is, yeah. Like the fact the that scrolls, they're like, yeah, they have scrolls. Uh, they summon him. Inner circle. Yeah. What. I've seen them wear the top hat. Yeah, too. I've seen that before. There's definitely I feel like there might be something weirder going on at, at play here. That like maybe like they, they love him. <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> like the same way that like, like maybe like someone loves a cult leader that they're like, oh like punks Tony Phil is like that is He's our purpose. That is hard for me to relate to. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. I can understand that. Because even if I fell in love with a cult leader, the chances of it being a groundhog are slim. Like, mm-hmm. very slim. So, uh, I don't know. Dude, I just, I had to share that because I was really... Well, uh, When I, I, honestly, I sat there, like, like I'm not even kidding. Like, after I read this, like, I put my laptop down for a couple minutes and was just like, I want to let that marinate. <laughs> Like I really need to think about how I feel about this. That's hilarious, dude. Oh man. Um. Well, apparently I was I heard this on the radio today that, um, and we talked about how there's other famous groundhogs in other states. Yeah. Uh. But apparently the one in New York that that guy dropped, if you mm. remember. Yeah. Um, um, what was his name? It was I think that was actually in this article. Something I don't know, or... but he had a, he has a funny name, I think, if I remember correctly. But apparently Staten Island Chuck. Yeah. Apparently Chuck went out today and, uh like announced apparently they do the same thing where mm-hmm. they uh yeah you know see the shadow or whatever and they like announced that there was six weeks till spring it wasn't six more weeks of winter mm-hmm. in new york at least and people called him out because the pictures that they showed no snow on the ground <laughs> so like they definitely just took pictures and then were like this definitely happened today yeah yeah but that's funny well, I, I well mean, apparently I'm, I'm almost happier about that because i'm a little disappointed that Punxsutawney Phil has to be a thing the way it is all culty in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. Well, dude, so in Connecticut they used to have a groundhog named Charles X, mm. but it died last year. Another another sad victim of 2020, I would oh, presume. R.I.P. Uh, now they have a hedgehog. Really? Yeah, and it <laughs> and it predicted it, it, its name is Phoebe. Um, oh, never mind. Hold on, that was in Manchester. So. Well, is Manchester in Connecticut? Yeah, Manchester's in Connecticut, right? There might be a Manchester in Connecticut, but I think there's a Manchester elsewhere. I'm sure. Well, yeah, there's multiple Manchesters, but I'm not going to pretend to guess where I know, but I will say it's (laughs) New York. So I guess it's okay. So the Connecticut one's name is Phoebe. If if Manchester is, in fact, in Connecticut, that makes that Um, seems that seems logical because I was thinking New England. I can accept that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I would hope (laughs) that sounds right. Okay. We'll go with this. But yeah, so I guess they're they're expanding outside of groundhogs. I don't know if hedgehogs have weather predicting properties to them or characteristics. But Do groundhogs. Evidently. Okay. <laughs> Last <laughs> years past would would indicate that. <laughs> Jeez. That yeah. is interesting to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um so I I found this article that is a little bit old. Like it, couple weeks old but okay apparently in israel they successfully implanted the first artificial cornea and this guy it, it doesn't say his name i don't think um yeah it just refers to him as a 70 or eight year old man but apparently he lost his sight 10 years ago wow and they uh they put a they put a fake eye on him and now you can see it works but, yeah that's cool. Which I thought was That's really cool. cool. You know what the startup's called that like uh, actually transplanted, transplanted it? Can I guess? Yeah. iPod? <laughs> no, but I like it. It's uh, corneat. Corneat? Yeah. So like when you look at it, it looks like cornea with a T. Hmm. I thought that was cool. I like that. I was like, yeah, we can go with that. But uh, yeah, there's not much else to that, but I just thought it was. I get, that would be crazy. I can't pretty, imagine pretty cool. like having sight most of my life and then losing it. Mm-hmm. and then suddenly getting it back that would be crazy that would be nuts that'd mm-hmm. be almost more nuts than just going from blind to seeing mm-hmm. or seeing the blind which yeah. would suck but losing it and then getting it back is like a whole new level when mm-hmm. you hear like or you see videos of like even just the people that put on like the colorblind glasses yeah or that that are like they're like black and white colorblind mm-hmm. which i guess is a thing um and how happy they are, and just like yeah, or like I'm people amazed. that have like ear, like they get the yes. ear implants, yeah, that they, they like be able ear. to hear for the first time, mm, like, that's, just, that's like that's that's crazy, crying, yeah, they're like overwhelmed with emotion. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that this guy had a good time with that, but I imagine I would too. Um, it reminded me actually of now he can see the pizza drones. <laughs> True, Israel, <laughs> two episodes in a row, but it reminded me of a tweet I saw from Elon Musk, which was. <laughs> This is funny. Apparently, uh, Elon Musk's uh, bio right now on Twitter is hashtag Bitcoin. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know how he's working on the Neuralink thing? Yeah. Which is something that goes in your brain that apparently... Like oh, the- this is this about the monkeys? No. Okay. What did you hear about monkeys? Well, apparently he used the Neuralink to put in monkeys and they like play video games against each other. Just with the Neuralink? I think so. I didn't what? read the article, but I've seen like multiple headlines that lead me to believe that. So that don't take that on. Cool. Like don't take that as fact. But apparently, like monkeys are playing like pong with their brains. <laughs> That's pretty sick. <laughs> I like that. Well, a couple days ago, Elon Musk tweeted, "Please consider working at Neuralink. Short term, solve brain slash spine injuries. Long term, human slash AI symbiosis. Latter will be species level important. Work at either our Bay Area or Austin locations." And then he replied to it and said. Feels weird helping make, in parentheses, hopefully good version of, and parentheses, cyberpunk come true. <laughs> but I thought the hopefully good version of was very, like... Yeah, like, I uh, feel like at the top level of that company, you could be like, yeah, we're gonna do it right. Like, right, Don't right. be like, we'll like, see how it goes. Well, they just, they apparently <laughs> launched some, uh, two spaceships. Skynet? Yeah, did you see that, didn't one blow up? <laughs> what? No, I don't know. Wait, Skynet? What are you saying? No, Skynet's from Terminator. It's the uh, AI that kills everybody. Oh uh, <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't catch that. But uh, yeah, apparently, I, I guess last week he like launched some spaceships that were supposed to go to Mars. Mm-hmm. No one was on it, thankfully, because I think one blew up. Wow. Which I don't know. I like Elon Musk. I like what he's up to. I'm, I'm happy he exists. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I feel like he's just kind of playing with fire a little bit. You know? Probably. Yeah. So. But he did uh, – there's a little bit of a follow-up from last, last week, I guess. He did come out in support of uh, Wall Street Bets in hodling mm-hmm. the stonk. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> and you know who else did? Uh, Dave Portnoy. If that name doesn't ring a bell, it is the, like, guy who founded Barstool Sports. I feel like we had a conversation about this, and I don't think I remember what happened. Barstool is a company – and not Correct. just a social media thing, right? Because I thought, my, my understanding was that it was a social media thing. It's mainly social media, but they are definitely bringing revenue. What do they do? I would not be 100% qualified to answer that question, because I don't know. Okay. But I know that they have at least a sports book. That's a new thing, Barstool Sports. Oh, they do? Yeah, so you okay. can bet on sports with Barstool's... Uh, app i guess i don't know whatever it is that they do it on but uh yeah the guy dave portnoy he like bought like a bunch of game stock a bunch of amc all that stuff and i don't know if you guys have been following it probably not but they all went down like a lot and some Mm -hmm. people are saying that like it might still squeeze more and other people are saying there's no way and i think right now it's just kind of a stalemate between the hedge funds and the the apes (laughs) (laughs) that's what they call themselves in the subreddit but uh, to see who's going to hold longer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But uh, D- Dave Portnoy actually lost like $700,000 in the whole thing because he just sold. He just gave up and sold. Okay. But he's still coming for Vlad, who's the CEO of Vlad, I think, Tanev. Is that right? Vlad Tanev, the CEO of Robinhood. Oh, I don't know his name. I know what he looks like. He has like wage war on... I believe that, dude. A lot of people hate that guy. Yeah. A lot of people hate that guy. I saw this graph, r slash data is beautiful, and it showed, like, over the years, number of positive reviews of Robin Hood, and then negative reviews, (laughs) and it was, like, drastically, like, uh, on the inverse. But, um, speaking of Barstool, Mm -hmm. have you heard of the Barstool Fund? No. So, the Barstool Fund was, like, started, I guess, during Corona. or towards towards the early stages. It's like a charity thing. Yes. They basically, you can donate to it, and then they give money to restaurants that are failing because obviously the restaurant industry has probably been the hardest hit industry by COVID-19. And I thought it was pretty cool that they even did that in general, but just a few weeks ago, uh, have you heard of Tattered Flag Brewing Company? I I have heard of them. I don't know much about them. I don't know a ton about them. I think I was there before. Um, I know my mom really likes there, and we're actually going there on Saturday. But they actually received some money from the Barstool Fund. Oh, that's cool. Which I thought was cool because it is, you know, close to close to home. Mm-hmm. But uh, at the time of the article that I have pulled up on my phone about this, um, the Barstool Fund um, had raised twenty six point seven million dollars. And helped 137 small businesses. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I mean, Dave Portnoy is I've I've kind of gotten into him the past couple weeks just because like I don't know, I've been hanging out with Ben. Ben's into him, but uh and like he was obviously very vocal about the whole stock yeah market thing. But he's a little a little edgy. <laughs> a little edgy. And uh apparently he's like very like frivolous, I guess is the word with his money because oh, okay. he just lost seven hundred thousand dollars and was like eh. <laughs> I'm suing you, Vlad. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but he's doing a good thing with that, and I think that's cool. Okay. Google says that they are a digital media company, so that's what they do is they focus on sports and pop culture. Okay, so that's probably their like their basis. But mm-hmm. their two guess... primary investors are the Scherding Group and Penn National Gaming. Interesting, which I did not know. So that I thought that's very interesting because I'm pretty sure Dave Portnoy invested in Penn National Gaming like at the beginning of 2020. Which, if you look at it, the growth over the over 2020 for Penn National. Penn National, is like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't even know the percentages, but. I'll well, it's interesting that uh, Barstool has its own sports book if Penn National Gaming also has its own sports book, right? Uh, or, is, or is Barstool Sportsbook the extension of Penn National Gaming? I'm not sure. But even if Penn National has its own uh, sports book. I think that even just investing in a company that is kind of a competitor that has that name recognition mm-hmm. isn't a terrible idea for Penn National, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Interesting. While we're in the business world, uh, Bezos, Jeff Bezos steps yeah. down as CEO of Amazon. Apparently, he stepped into the role of executive chairman. Executive chairman of the board, yeah. So what is it? What's what's like? Well, I don't know what the difference is between the executive chairman and the board. And this like, I know the CEO is like chief executive officer, but what do those, like, what would, what would be the difference in roles? Well, a CEO, I feel like is, well, here, here, the way that like incorporated companies are set up to mm-hmm. my understanding is like, you have to have a CEO and that guy is like in charge of the business. Mm-hmm. But then the board of directors basically, uh, advocates for the shareholders of the company because uh, they are okay. public and so the board of directors would uh i guess be like an intermediary between shareholders and ceo of okay. the business so i think that the new guy will be handling like the day to day amazon stuff mm-hmm. and then bezos would be in in a way he's kind of like higher up well that's what i was kind of thinking I mean? here so, it's like i was like that seems like a like if anything, a sideways step and not necessarily a step back in an involvement in the company. Right. I'm not a hundred percent. Like it's not very fresh in my brain. I learned about it in school, but mm-hmm. there is like a. I think the board of directors like votes on things. Um, that I sounds think, right to me. Right, and I think in order to be a public company and to be incorpor- incorporated, you have to follow certain rules within that. To I don't know, but so he's not like gone, and we're not going to be seeing the last of Jeff Bezos. The last of Jeff. <laughs> but you will not have seen the last of Jeff. You know, the, my one friend, Kyle, that I actually work with, not you, but oh, <laughs> you're, you're my friend, Kyle. But one of my other friends, Kyle, was we were talking about this today and he was like, uh, crap, I forgot what I was going to say because you were about to crack the coke. You should do that. Maybe I'll think about it. Okay. What did he say? Oh, he was like, <laughs> he was like. Your wife divorces you and takes half of your stuff, and you're still one of the richest men in the world. <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, man, must be nice." But. That's crazy, dude. So we talked about this a little bit upstairs. Lego now has an album. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say that again. Lego has an album that they dropped. I think it was. I think it was this week. Um, that is all ASMR like, Lego stuff, and like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't I actually don't know what ASMR stands for, but it's basically, like, noises that are, like, they make you feel good when you hear them. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like, scratching a right. dog or, like... Cutting um, the, like, moon sand. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> um, I'm excited to hear that. But it's... Like a three and a half hour thing with seven songs. I'm gonna read you off the the song titles. The song are titles hilarious. are hilarious, dude. They literally they imply like, way too much me- meaning to them. Right, and like the the songs are actually literally literally feels like you're just playing with Legos. Yeah, Legos. without actually doing it. And I don't know if I like it or if I hate it. I think I hate it. I know I hate it. Yeah. All right. So the first <laughs> the first <laughs> song on the or track on the on the album is Built for Two. Wild as the Wind, Searching for the One, brick in parentheses. That's my favorite (laughs) one, That is, like, honestly, the greatest. It All Clicks, The Waterfall, Big Hearted Bricks. (laughs) Is that, like, Fat Bottom Girls in any way? (laughs) Kind of. Uh, And The Night Builder. That was released February 1st. Yeah, so So, literally two days ago. So you can listen to Lego. Trademark. On Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is very... Very interesting. I really just straight up did not like it. Yeah, I don't I know why. I think why, that's where I'm at now. That is something that does not need to exist. I just can't think of a situation where I'd be like, "Yeah, I really want to listen to Lego noises," because in any in any situation, probably the worst thing about playing with Legos is like the noise when like a lot of them drop. Like obviously, like you can step on one or like you know the physical things yeah. that come with that. But like in terms of like the Lego experience, I really don't necessarily enjoy the sound. Yeah, the, like I just I don't I don't like that. Legos is so like building, like building you get to, whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, but I've never I've never I've never thought, man. I wish I could listen to Legos right now. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta agree with you, man. I, oh man, I, I I don't understand the the utility aspect of that. <laughs> but, All right, you want to jump into our slash lakeside discourse? Yeah. All right. What activity will replace bingo? when we, when our generation gets to the retirement homes, Hmm. what activity will replace bingo? Mm. -hmm. I feel like, Hmm. It would have to be something like, I'm trying to think of things that like are very culturally relevant to us right now. Mm -hmm. And the things that are coming to mind are like memes, emojis, Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know I don't, but I don't know like I was thinking that what kind of game would you dude so the, I don't I have no idea why but the first thing that came to mind uh, for me is like online dating I was like Tinder and I was like if old people had like a social media within their retirement home called Walker Walker <laughs> w- W-A-L-K-R <laughs> <laughs> period like yeah yeah <laughs> that you can talk to other <laughs> to talk to other old people and it's not even a dating app yeah it's just you, hanging out. for companionship yeah so you can walk down the the hallways together mm-hmm. or you can go to not bingo night together. Right. Um I don't know. So I guess I okay, I guess you're Maybe like, we uh, maybe let's... we need to get started on this now. I was just thinking that like this might be a good business good idea. Business idea? Yeah. I mean, I don't think it would be able to be used for at least like 30 yeah. years because I don't like people that are um, yeah, If you've ever handed like... a phone or anything like that to an old person, first person who didn't grow up with technology, they're just like, I don't like this. Yeah, like immediately at face value, just that's my bingo card. (laughs) (laughs) I need my dot maker. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know though, because like I know people that like, uh, dude, there's some older people that are like on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also know younger people that like bingo. That's true. So I don't think bingo ever go away. Maybe I wonder if bingo is almost like an old person thing as opposed to a generational thing. It might be because. It's just uh, it's relaxing, low effort, but still fun. I don't know if bingo is fun. I think that I think it's mildly stimulating. We but went, fun is not the word. I feel like if we went to bingo, we would have fun. I feel like we would have fun if you and I went to bingo, f- just solely on the purpose <laughs> that like it would just be ridiculous and we'd make it fun. Right. But I don't. I wouldn't be like, oh, man, I can't wait to play bingo again. You know what I mean? True, true. Like that I wouldn't, I wouldn't like play bingo at home searching for that. I'd go to a bingo night just to be in the ridiculous environment. Well, I, uh, I've been watching like more impractical jokers recently, mm-hmm. and one of the punishments that they had on like one of their earlier seasons was they had to go to a bingo and like call out bingo when they didn't have bingo. <laughs> <laughs> it made made all these people furious. All that. these old people are pissed. Yeah, it was, it was it was pretty funny. Oh, that's funny, but all right. What thing did you condemn until you tried it for yourself? So it could be a product. It could be an activity. I know there's probably a lot of these. I'm trying to think of a good one. I condemn a lot of things before I try them. True. That is like yeah, a thing like, that I do. Yeah, I feel like I will say. That too. <laughs> I used to talk so much crap on people that got mayonnaise on their cheesesteaks. I work in a restaurant. Cheesesteaks are on the menu where I work people would be like, "Yeah, can you put the mayo on the cheesesteak?" And I'd be like, "This is ridiculous." Like, I'd, like I cuz I would have to go out of my way. We don't keep like butter knives on our side of the line. Right. So I'd have to ask a server for like a spoon or something small that I could put the mayo on the bun. Wait, when do you then... put mayo on with on like other things? What? Do you put mayo on other things? Like as per the res- recipe? Like we, so we don't even have mayonnaise on our side of the line at all. Oh, so like okay. I, so like yeah, so it's that you can provide for. Yeah, like so collection. like we have it because people want it for like, you know, like on their burger or like you know whatever mm-hmm. else. So we just give it to them on the side, right. but like we don't have it on our side of the line because right. the, like none of our sandwiches are like yeah that like needs mayo on it to send it out the way it should be done. Gotcha. Like Makes the closest sense. thing to that is like we have a a turkey sandwich that we have like a Dijonnaise, like Dijon mustard and like mustard seeds and mm-hmm. Worcestershire and mayo and whatever else that goes in there. Uh, but we have that just in a little squeeze bottle that when we make the sandwich put that on there but when someone orders a cheesesteak and they're like I want the mayo on the bun when, in order for that to happen I need to ask the server for mayo the mayo, give, the mayo is provided to me by the server and then I have to also get a spoon or a knife or something to apply the mayo with and then it's just like a whole like thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It was just annoying, and it's like doesn't sound like that much, but like when you're in the like when you're in the rhythm of it, I completely it, understand and like, why. Yeah, that you're would just be annoying, like it's yes. just like a little disruption that you don't want. Yeah. And for that reason, I was like, I will never go anywhere and ask for mayo with my cheesesteak. because I was just I hated the idea of it because mm-hmm. I knew that in the back of the kitchen there was going to be some dude that was just like cursing up a storm yeah. because he had to put mayo on my cheesesteak. and I was like, I don't want the, I don't want to be that for other people. <laughs> so. Granted, when I go out, I don't order cheesesteaks. I usually get them to go. I don't know why, but like just like I feel like I never go somewhere and eat a cheesesteak. Just I don't I I I really I've seen you do it. Yeah, where Beanies? I don't order cheesesteaks at Beanies. I've definitely seen you eat a cheesesteak at Beanies. I, I don't think. I don't believe that. I could be wrong, but I because <laughs> I, like... I always order my cheesesteak from Beanies to go. I always get my wings there and right. I order the cheesesteak to go. Yeah, you and, do do that, but I don't know but now I love mayo on my cheesesteaks. That's true. You do. I like, I like, honestly, it, if you've never had mayo on your cheesesteak, you have to try it. Cause like the same way that I'm like, yeah, I don't want a burger without mayo. Now is like, now I like, man. I want my, I want my cheesesteak with mayo and like without it, it just feels empty. But I feel like I'd rather eat a burger without mayo than a cheesesteak without mayo at this point. Right. Hmm. Condemned. And then I liked I don't know, man. This is hard. It's a hard question. I feel like I'm, I'm not doing very good on the answers today on the Ask credits. <laughs> so, all right, well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. All right, well, answer the third one, please. <laughs> I'll try my best. <laughs> um. In a devil went down to Georgia type situation, what could you beat the devil in? I could beat the If you devil. what would you bet your soul? Bet my soul. Bet down. your soul on it that you could do better than the devil. Install a shower door. Is that too easy? Maybe. I know well, I could do you that. You think the devil couldn't I install I a shower door. Like, I don't know. Why would the devil be able to install a shower door better than me? <laughs> Explain to me that. I can't argue that. <laughs> like that's I guess. literally what I do. <laughs> oh I'm man, I'm pretty good at it. I don't know. Is the devil good at cooking? Uh, probably not. Cooking up lies. <laughs> <laughs> like you could probably definitely oh, man. dump something better than the devil. Maybe it. I feel like it had to be really specific because I couldn't just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna make a better meal than the devil." Because the devil's gonna use something weird, and tricky. But if True. I was like, "I'm gonna make like a chicken alfredo better than the devil." Yeah. Okay. So, like, if we're talking about like the biblical devil, <laughs> like Satan. Yes, that was what I had in mind. He has a lot of power. So maybe he could install a shower door better than me. <laughs> like maybe just because he's the fallen That's angel the sad- with like <laughs> that is the saddest realization I have ever heard in my life. Like I feel like okay if we're okay if we're talking if we're talking theology here for Mm -hmm. a little bit lakeside discourse goes theology okay and we view the trinity i was gonna say god but then i was like nah he's gonna say jesus but like the trinity as the most powerful thing okay the second most powerful thing would have to be the devil right yeah so i might be screwed i don't know what well then maybe we're basing it on the wrong thing maybe we need to base it on the devil went down to georgia as the basis for our right, theology like in the this song. argument. <laughs> like the song. Yeah. So. And in that, He I was, like, so in the song, that like went up. down to Georgia and he was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind. I can't remember. Hold on. I'm gonna look look up the looking, letters, looking to make a I deal. Feel like that would definitely help us. Like clear things up. I haven't heard that song in a minute. and mm-hmm. turn <laughs> <Yeah>, like- <laughs> It is a banger though. That is a yeah, good song. Like I, I kind of want to listen to it after this, but and I don't like like country music, and I feel that that is more country than I generally get into. Yeah, I can agree with that. Sorry. But what was the kid? He said, "My name's Johnny." So it's Johnny. So, so if you're Johnny, the devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for his soul to steal. He was in a bind because he was way behind, and mm-hmm. he was willing to make a deal. When he came across this young man sawing a f- on, sawing on a fiddle and playing it hot. And the devil jumped upon a hickory stump, and said, "Boy, let me tell you what. I wish that rhymed better." Mm -hmm. So let me tell you what. (laughs) Oh, the devil is okay. So they they just have like a fiddle, like duel. Yeah, they have a fiddle duel. Well, I don't. Huh? That's weird because I guess it would just be have to be something I'd be doing that he'd be like, "Boy, I can beat you in that." (laughs) You know what I mean? That's so maybe maybe we have it all wrong. Maybe it's up to the devil to initiate the competition. Yeah, what does the devil want to challenge me in? And at what point do I get my golden fiddle? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe disc golf.
1: Yeah. Like I'm definitely, okay, I'm definitely
0: better at installing shower doors than I am disc golf just in terms of like everyone in the world. But sure. I don't know. I don't know if the, how the good that, that guy is at... Disc golf. Oh, that's definitely a leisure sport, and I don't know how much leisure time the devil gets. He's a busy guy. He's a, he was way behind. He has he's to looking to make a deal. Yeah, he was way behind. Did he have time to play disc golf? No, not he's if he's not way behind. On his Dude, maybe. Well, maybe we have that wrong too. And he looks for people to beat in leisure activities. That's how he gets his leisure in. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's all it is. But then it becomes competition. It's not leisure anymore. Well, let me ask you this. <laughs> is the devil a metaphor for something else? Well, I understand that that's what metaphor implies, but (laughs) like, is the devil, I don't know, like in the, in the meaning of the song, Mm -hmm. they could say the devil. Yeah. And not mean the biblical Satan. Like, so in this, in this song, who do you believe the devil could have been? Let me recheck the lyrics and, Because I don't, I honestly, I don't know much about the origins of this song, but I would be really hesitant to apply a higher meaning than just this dude was really good at playing the fiddle and felt that if the devil challenged him, he could beat him. Fair enough. Okay, Johnny, rosin up your bow and play your fiddle hard (laughs) because hell's broke loose in Georgia and the devil deals the cards. (laughs) And if you win, you get this shiny fiddle made of gold. But and if, if you, you lose a devil, get your soul. <laughs> there you go. I think that the whole story is probably a metaphor on Johnny's part. Maybe the writer of the song relates to Johnny. Probably. He's the protagonist. the devil is being a famous musician. And they're like, you get this golden fiddle symbolizing like wealth and fame or whatever but you sell your soul to do it. But I guess that wouldn't make sense because he gets either the golden fiddle or stealing, selling his soul. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <This is> a- <laughs> I do, so like flat That's out. I one. don't think that <laughs> I don't think there's a higher meaning to this song. Really? I don't. You really I don't. think that this dude was like, yeah, like imagine playing the fiddle so good he beat the devil. Because, like, Devil's, like, trying to make a deal. Okay. And he's got all the advantages. Wow. Like, he has his, like, little fiery orchestra of demons, I think, in the song. It says. I actually did hear this. Uh, in fact, the last time that I listened to the radio, I listened to this song. Really? Mm-hmm. It was right when I got my car. And gotcha. I didn't have my head unit in there. The, uh... I guess, yeah, it would have to be installing a shower door <laughs> or playing disc golf, I guess. Because those are, like... I'm trying to think of something that's like only me, like only I'm good at doing this. Only I could beat the devil in this competition. Like, it'd think... have to be insanely personal. Yeah, I don't think that I'm the best in the world at anything. But, like, I'm saying, like, super, like, I know, like, I'd be like, look, devil, <laughs> you have to know, are you, like, you have to beat me in. Like, an office trivia? Like, something. Well, I, can it be assumed that the. No, because the devil... No. Well... What are you thinking? Think out loud. Sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that... Because I, I, I think it would be safe to assume that the devil could have a greater access to information than me. And the de- and like, all, and, yeah. and given given the song, we can assume that the devil doesn't play cleanly because the devil brings out an orchestra of demons. So it's not just devil versus Johnny. It's an orchestra versus Johnny. So, no matter what you do, you have to assume that the devil's going to be played dirty. So, you have to be so good at it that you can overcome the devil's ability to cheat. I'm not that good at anything. (laughs) I don't know if we get the fiddles this time around. I think we get rid of our soul. (laughs) Which is. Can I have my soul and just a regular fiddle? Might be worth it. That's why we just call it a quit while we're at it. Yeah, can we just stalemate you, yeah you win here's my soul no I don't want to lose I don't want to give my soul the devil that's what I'm well, trying no out. one does but are you good enough to beat him that's the whole thing maybe maybe we could bore him to death we can just ask him everyone listening's like yeah you're good at that <laughs> Just keep playing, keep going deeper and deeper into the hypothetical until yeah, like, until that was like, "Look, man, I just really don't even want it anymore." We're <laughs> like, just asking him like, "Wait, are you the real devil? Are you a metaphor? Are you are you Johnny's devil? <laughs> what do your demons represent? Fiddles." <laughs> All right, that's the end of Lakeside Dis- or our sl- yeah the end of Side discourse. Sl- end of our slash Lakeside discourse for today. That is cool with me. So, That's That's all I, had. I learned something today. That's good. You should try uh, to learn something every day. I think I do. <laughs> I think I do. Like, uh, like, I don't, like, necessarily try that hard. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if I think over, the you know, the past couple days, I've definitely learned something each day. That's good, I think. Apparently, in Russia, there is an incident called the Jatlov Pass. Jatlov, D-Y-A-T-L-O-V, Jatlov. Okay. Dyatlov. I that say that? I have no idea. Can I see it? Yeah. Dyatlov. That's how I would say it. Dyatlov. Yeah. Okay. Well, apparently, there were nine Russian hikers that went on a 200-mile trek in... Boo. Yeah. <laughs> screw that. In the Ural Mountains in 1959. These, uh, apparently, these hikers were never to be seen again. Unfortunate. But... They didn't know why. Okay. There was a prevailing theory that there was an avalanche that killed them. Okay. But uh, for some reason that this article does not make clear to me, well, at least, that theory was questioned. Okay, But apparently the animation coding in Frozen, like the movie Frozen, let it snow, let it snow. Yeah. You're one with the wind and snow. Is that how that goes? Because. I don't know. Let's let it go. Let it go. You're going with the wind. Let it (laughs) snow. Different song. But anyway, um, apparently the coding animation helped them recreate and simulate an avalanche on that hill that they were, apparently their tents were found. Okay. And apparently it solved the case from 60 years ago in 1959 that. So they find them? No, they're dead. Well, that doesn't mean they're gone. I think they found them at some point. I don't know that much about the Yatlov incident. Oh, okay. I just saw frozen animation helps gosh uh, okay, okay. Russian cold case. Okay, I was like, what? I guess. Okay, I, I guess when I heard that, I was more interested in the uh, in the incident rather than the the animation. <laughs> Sorry, but that makes sense. Okay, but I thought it was very weird. Like, that's really what they used to figure. Yeah, this out? Like, like how frozen. Like how are they not like if Disney is able to just animate arbitrarily probably Right like this, a, this avalanche on like, like they were just like they probably just made it and they were like yeah that's what an avalanche looks like send it mm-hmm. So and like I I don't understand how any, anyone in any position of power was like yeah we need to an- use this to analyze right and what then- happened and then they felt at peace with it like they were like, like they're they're comfortable. They're comfortable. The avalanche killed them. I think there was a doubt because at least there wasn't any snowfall, like up until, like the week prior to or something. I remember reading that there wasn't snowfall recently when this so-called avalanche might have happened. Mm-hmm. But like my question, like if if they found the tents and they knew where the tents was, maybe I have to maybe I have to look into this incident a little more. Mm-hmm. But if they knew where the tents were, were they not and in the they tents? weren't covered in snow? like could it have been like i don't know like i feel like an avalanche is like oh an avalanche happened there because there's tents underneath snow yeah like if the tents weren't covered in snow
1: and i don't they know found if the people
0: them. were found in the tents dead maybe they were found nearby not sure but i i don't know i just thought it was bizarre that i feel like going into this i have way less peace about the situation then maybe it's just because not heard about it. I don't know that much about it. There was an article about the incident <laughs> that I definitely probably should have read, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe we can look that up then. I don't, <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I don't know. But also, even if it wasn't like an arbitrary, like that's what an avalanche looks like, coded in. Mm-hmm. If they based it off of physics, those physics existed. So they they were already available. Like, like it just doesn't. this nothing about this makes sense to me. Like yeah, I, like th- there's no way that the Disney animators are on the bleeding edge of physics. Right, no way. I don't believe it. I, that's I won't. I refuse to accept that. But <laughs> apparently, Frozen's helping solve cold cases. So wow, cold cases. <laughs> that's what it said, dude. Like on Reddit, it said, <laughs> <laughs> "Yes, oh, I didn't even I didn't even realize that." But that's funny. Yeah, it literally says Frozen animation code helps helped engineers solve a sixty two year old Russian cold case wow maybe it 's just the the fact that these engineers understood the physics but didn 't understand the animations maybe that's maybe that 's more what 's going on here i don't know i don't know i 'm going to look into this incident because I never even heard of it before today the, the yeah, i oblongs. I definitely didn't incident <laughs> yeah seems pretty irrelevant to me but uh right. what else you got that 's all I have for today all right well do you want to be done? <laughs> Do you have anything else? The only other thing that I wanted to kind of talk about, I don't have any major point to make about this, but we have been watching the bachelor. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> yesterday. Uh, okay. So I, like I work in a restaurant, uh, if you're familiar with restaurant culture, it's very common for people to, after their shift is done to have what is called a shifty. A shifty is when you just, you have like most restaurants will give you like a free, like, you know, like Miller light or lager or like, you know, like a cheaper beer. Um, off tap just like just for working your shift that day mm-hmm. as like an employee discount type deal. And I am notorious for never getting my shifty just cause I'd rather go home. Right. And when like those beers are like not. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I'm not, I'm not interested in Miller Lite. I'm not interested in Yingling lager. Like I just like, just, I just come home and either drink a beer that I enjoy or not drink a beer at all so like (laughs) so like that's my official stance that's why it never happens so yesterday they were like oh like you know like why don't you stay and you know have a shifty i was like and i i like the i'd I'd rather go home than hang out with you is not a fun thing to say to people right um and you know well that's not necessarily true because i do do enjoy the people that i work with but you were just with them for i was just with them the entire shift it's not like i'm yearning to spend more time with them right but you know i whatever so I try not to use the yeah I'd rather just go home excuse because I feel like that could be hurtful, so I usually try and like hey this is what I'm gonna do when I go home. A- any of the employees or any coworkers that I have that now listen to this podcast, poof, now you know so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so they were like oh like you should say it, have your shifty and I was like actually like I have to go home and watch the ba- <laughs> I have to go home and watch the Bachelor because like everyone <laughs> in my house watches it now, and so it's it, it started as uh, Brett's girlfriend Aaron uh, just being interested in the show and watching it. And then they would come over and watch it in the living room, which for us is kind of an unspoken rule of like if you're going to watch something in the living room, you have to be open to the full com- color commentary of everyone around you. 100%. Like it's just yeah, like, it's if, like... I, if I want to watch something that I don't want people to comment on, I go watch it in my room. Right. So they're watching in the living room. So like as we watch the show, we commented on what we thought. Right. And it was one of the situations where like I don't think like. We were in the living room and then they came back down and were like, hey, let's watch. The yeah, Bachelor. it wasn't a forced thing or anything like that. I think but they were just... watching it and we were like, let's sit in the living room. Yeah. 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 So. so commentary is given. Mm-hmm. We start to like it. Yeah, like way too much too. <laughs> like and like that will like bet on people who are going home during the rose ceremonies. And like we all have our picks on who he's who we think is going to go the furthest. Yeah, I won four dollars yesterday. But that's. <laughs> like on <laughs> I want $4 live betting the bachelor live betting on the bachelor yeah oh, man but We the also show have, is just ridiculous we also have long term bets on who's going to make it to the end mm-hmm. and so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out but i need to go back and watch the beginning in a couple episodes cuz i don't have a pick because i don't even know how they were. all the people on the show cuz i feel like they almost never show them all in the same spot i feel like you should know who who all of them are at this point though i feel like i would recognize all of them but i'm not in a place where i can be like oh yeah i want that girl this person this. to win yeah, yeah. or yeah. win or get married whatever yeah however you succeed you win, win. yeah you win, i guess right i don't know but yeah that show is ridiculous and the, like so part, so like is... the, so they the the one girl i think her name was michelle uh they they well okay the so game. they brought in like a bunch of new girls like partway through the right partway through the series stirring things and up. they yeah, j- really honestly just to stir the pot up and this one new girl who like she just she just got brought in. There are people that had been there for weeks before her. Immediately gets a one on one date with with the guy. His name's Matt, right? Yes. And Matt, like that. I mean, that just like that, that like, specifically that would make the other women on the show who had not yet had one on one time with Matt extremely jealous. Which yeah, I mean, I understand that point. And yeah, absolutely. Like that, that, they really just did that to make the other girls jealous. Like right. that is a hundred percent why it happened. Mm-hmm. Now they on on their first date they put them in a hot air balloon the first yeah. thing i'd like to say about the hot air balloon was that they tethered it to the ground the entire lame. time that they were in it lame that's weird don't don't put me in a hot air balloon it just to let me suspend high. 50 feet off the ground yeah like it was it max was not that high 100 feet max and they did it within range of the building that the other women were staying in on purpose on purpose sorry to burp and then on top of that gave the other women binoculars. Yeah. Provided these girls binoculars. They provided the hot air balloon and the binoculars. They're <laughs> playing both sides. They always Of course do. I mean of course, but like such a ridiculous notion. Right, right, right. To like, oh yeah, put them in the hot air balloon and then give the other girls binoculars so that they can continually just get more and more upset over the fact that they didn't get the date. And then they get to watch what's happening on the date and of course they're suspended fifty feet in the air in a hot air balloon making out. And then the cameraman <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. The cameraman's okay cameraman's in the basket with them right and like i feel like i feel like one part one part of the show is like i feel like i could never be like in some type of intimate romantic situation with all these people producers cameramen around me like how am i supposed to be like i don't know i don't even it's it's like hard for me to do that without the kids <laughs> like you know what i mean like it's hard enough already yeah like <laughs> So, like, don't put a camera in my face, yeah. one. And then, and then like, the most awkward way to do that, send them in, like, a three-by-three hot air Honestly, it was small. Like, out. It was a small basket. Yeah. And they were, like, having intimate times yeah, in this, this like, basket. Making out and talking and, the, cameraman, and like, <laughs> the cameraman's just standing right there. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine. Like, hey, like, you and me, this is our date. Also, Ted's here to, yeah. <laughs> to catalog it all. Oh, I like Ted. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, man. But, yeah, they definitely, like, I love that. We also we, – we definitely, like, pick out, like, what was structured by the producers to make the show more mm-hmm. interesting. Like, and I, I there was, like, a lot of beef between, like, the new girls and the – what they called the OG girls. Yeah, they, they they had, like, this big, uh, like, thing in the house that they were calling some people Varsity and some people JV. Yeah, yeah. And it was, yep. like, oh, man. Like. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, well, they, like, early on in this – in the most recent episode, like, they walk – there's like two girls from JV and two girls from varsity walking on the same path at the same time in the morning, and they walk by each other and don't say a word. So like I, I feel like the producer definitely like, all right, you, you guys walk this way, and then the other producers were like, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys mm-hmm. walk this way, and they're like, like waiting for like there to be like some tense like no speaking moment. Oh man, yeah. but yeah, the whole the, honestly the whole show really is ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 not entertaining to us the way that it is entertaining to. I think a lot, of a lot, most people of the following, that watch it. most yeah. of the following, yeah. But we have. I feel like we like, like. I feel like us watching The Bachelor is like us playing bingo at bingo night. Yes, like mm-hmm. we're just we're there for the ride, right? And we're gonna just <laughs> enjoy it because we have no other option. <laughs> yeah, but I've, but I've, now I we like. Think. But now we like plan on watching it. Like like we like premeditate when we're gonna watch The oh, Bachelor had, with other people. Yeah, we had like Tanner and Corinne over mm-hmm. like as a Bachelor watch party yesterday, and it's a good time. Like I don't think this house has ever been louder in unison about anything that happened on the TV, other than when Victoria did not get that rose. <laughs> I hated her so much, dude. She sucks. Oh man, yeah, down with Victoria. She's gone. She'll be back though. That's our prediction. If you want to take a bet on it, let us know. Dude, she did a like an interview on TV recently. Oh really? I didn't watch it, but Good. she did like go for an interview somewhere. And I remember it being weird about that. I remember thinking like. Why did she get an interview if they all live at this house? Right. Like why? But I was like, she could have been doing the interview it's from live. the house. It's not like live. Is it? Well, I don't. I think it was live, but it was. It was. She wasn't in the studio. Like she was like no 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 like the show isn't like it comes oh, out every week. well yeah so like whatever... Like, like whoever he found he definitely found already like you think so is that is that how that works I don't I, know I works. mean I assumed that it's like one of those things where it's like a week or two Behind. in between. Like, between the time that it's filmed and between the time that it goes on air, like, I always understood it to be, like, only a couple weeks. Maybe that is the case, then. And maybe, like, the last one. Because, I mean, they were definitely talking about, like, the pandemic, so, of course, it was within the last year. Right. But But, I don't know, I guess, when they would have filmed it. Yeah. Oh, well. But, yeah, we're into The Bachelor now, so (laughs) there's that. But on that note, do you want to guess where we're at on time? Sure. Sure. I think we're under an hour, but not by much. I think we're 50. I'm going to say 53. Oh, you're pretty close, though. Yeah. 54 and a half. Really? That's yeah. within a minute and a half. I'm happy that's, with that's that. that. That's good. That's, that's better good. than that's, like, you know. sometimes. Minutes off, yeah. <laughs> two minutes is a good. Two yeah. mi- I'm, I'm happy with two minutes. Within two minutes, All I right. think, is a win. He's back this week, baby. Let's go. <laughs> To the moon. <laughs> All right. Anyway. I think that's it for today. Said, All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, we have an Instagram at Lakeside Discourse. Email Lakeside at gmail.com. Uh, until next time. Bye, everybody. the Toodaloo.